Welcome to Their Very Best, a podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert, professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner. And I'm Bill Noto. Thanks for joining us for wild, unsolicited opinions about... The Rolling Stones. Oh my God, Bill. I know. And let's, let's drop the caveat. This episode is The Rolling Stones Part 1, looking at their music before 1970, which is to say, up to 1969. Right, through 1969. And I don't know whether this needs to be a three or a four-parter. I think it can be a three. I think if we're smart, we'll turn it into a four. This could be a whole series or season or how about this whole podcast to itself right i mean this we'll make it a four-part series and it'll be through 1970 or like not including 1970 and then the same with 75 and then the same to 1980 and then we'll have one for everything after 1980 and we just don't need to do that one (laughs) this is this is a common theme for walter faulkner this is the 25th this will be the 25th episode bill we're recording our 25th episode, so I think that... Holy smokes. ...doing the Stones is appropriate. That's great. We have to... We should have it down by now, right? You, you'd hope so. Jesus, <laughs> 25... How the heck do we get to 25 episodes? That's incredible. Dude. Oh, my goodness. This is so exciting. I'm hoping we're going to have some picks in common, so I'll be able to go deeper into my catalog. Oh, that, reminds me, that reminds me. I need to send an email here. Oh. Okay, I have it all queued up. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> what, you know, there are new listeners every every episode. There are new listeners. What's the theme of this email, Waldron Faulkner? Contact at their very best. I'm going to send it to wrong at their very best because I think it probably is wrong. I think you should send it to false at their very best because your predictions will be false. Okay, I'm sending it to false. And what is the nature of your email? Are you? Do you have predictions for me? It's predictions. It's predictions for your three choices, but it's either going to be all of them or none of them. I love it. It's been a long time since we've had such fun. It's either these are three <laughs> songs that you won't pick, even though you pro- maybe should, uh-huh. or it's three that you would pick, even though you probably shouldn't. Right. <laughs> it's both of them. Uh, what's great about tonight is that I'm the host and you're the co-host, which means that you get to go first with your oh, picks. I love that. Okay. And so I get, it's kind of like, you know, I'm the home team. I get to respond to your right. at-bat first, right? Right. Oh my God. Well, August and other baseball fans will appreciate my analogy. Dude, I don't know. I honestly don't know what to pick. I think... Should we have done up to 1965? For the, <laughs> for, is that part zero? No, we, we, we don't need to do that because all of my picks can come from only two albums. So, okay, Let It Bleed in Baker's Banquet, basically. Well, dude, th- you know, come on. Did I just steal your thunder? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, if I have to, I, I mean, I've got between those, I've got at least seven picks I could go to. There is a song from Aftermath that I could choose. Yep, we may have I've to got do that. that. I've got that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe I start with No Expectations on Beggar's Banquet. Oh, yeah. That's such a good one. Slide guitar. Beggar's Banquet was one of my first albums. 
I can't remember which came first, my Who phase or my Rolling Stone phase. Mm-hmm. But they were distinct. Mm-hmm. And, and the Beggar's Banquet, along with Hot Rocks, of course, Take me to the station. was my... This was my album of my rollers of the Rolling Stones. What, how about how old were you when you were in? I this? had to be like twelve or thirteen or fourteen, dude. Wow. Super young. Wow, okay. that's wild. So I had Beggar's Banquet, and that was my album. Mm-hmm. And my friend Sean Marsh or his dad had uh, Let It Bleed, mm-hmm. and I always thought that even though my album was better than Let It Bleed, his album had a much cooler cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was young enough that that mattered to me that I was like how come the one I like has this stupid script on it instead of this massive cake. disgusting cake cake record mess at the on the back of uh, Let It Bleed mm-hmm. you know the thing that occurs to me with the title Let It Bleed is how it's so much of the stones are sort of in opposition or response to the Beatles do you agree? yeah right so Let It Bleed obviously or seemingly in response to let it be and as I watch you leaving me you my peace of mind. the stones cultivated like the rock bad boy image whereas the Beatles were like the lads the lads you know your friendly lads <laughs> yeah I, I think your timing might be off on that uh, let Is it be would have been after let it bleed, I think. But whether or not it's a response to it, yeah. the whole band is a response to it, you know, and and a much cooler, like much, a much cooler take mm, the, on, cooler. you know, the, the Beatles are, um, I want to hold your hand, and the Rolling Stones are, let's spend the night together. So interestingly, Let It Be was recorded in January 69 and February 68, January and April 1970, Let It Be. So Let It Bleed would have been contemporaneous with that. This is actually from Beggar's Banquet. Now listen to this piano here. Listen. So take me to the piano. Yeah. What do you like about that? I'll tell you in a second what I like about it. You know what's missing from this song? (laughs) (laughs) Now listen, Mm -hmm. same phrase, but an octave up. Different feeling. Feel it. So beautiful. He does that same piano phrase three times in three different registers. Mm-hmm. And by the time he's at the end of it, mm-hmm. it sounds like that our love was like the water that splashes on a stone. It's, it sounds like the water splashing on the stone, that little piano part. I always sort of felt like that was the water mm-hmm. splashing on the stone. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really it pretty. was written... Not by some bluesman, but by Jagger and Richards. At last. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to a friend 
the spouse of Ryan D'Agostino, sometime guest, would be potential guest. (laughs) Erstwhile guest. Erstwhile guest. Exactly. (laughs) And uh, she was telling me that her favorite Stone song is You Can't Catch Me. Which is going way deeper back to the era when they were covering others like Mm. Chuck Berry. So You Can't Catch Me is a Chuck Berry song. It's on the Rolling Stones number two. It's not my pick. But it was her pick. So I think it's a good place to actually start from a chronological perspective, just because this is where they, this is how they started doing this. That's wild. Right? I mean, to me, it's just like this. Um, this is not bad boy rockers. No, it's the mic. The mic sounds kind of bad boy. Kind of classic stones. Is, is it's that, so American. Does that qualify as skiffle? I don't think it does, because no? this sounds like American roots rock, maybe even towards rockabilly a little. Yeah. Well, so just for a second, play Chuck Berry's You Can't Catch Me. Notice the tempo's a little faster. You hear that? Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but I'm listening to some other thing. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, that that tag on the it's like tapping the rims on the drums at the end of the measure. I like the reference to the New Jersey Turnpike being a New Jersey native. Forienda. It's like on the Forienda, every other measure. To me, that is like a foreboding or premonition of uh, I can't get no satisfaction. So I'm, I'm breaking the rules here. I can't get no satisfaction. Not one of my picks, but I feel okay, like it, we're, I feel we're like not going to listen to it. You've got to pick like it. If you, want to li- if you want to hear it, you got to pick I'm it. I'm calling it out as iconic, not as one of my picks, but it is well, iconic. Uh, I mean, it totally is iconic. I'm having so much fun with my meanderings and saving my picks. <laughs> so the um, fuzz box guitar part here was meant to be a stand-in for horns that would later be overdubbed that never happened. That's amazing. Is clearly like one of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time. Well, do you hear that three and four? Yeah, on the tambourine. To me, that's. that's... I can't believe that's what you listen to. Because I mean, like, <laughs> what's going on in the guitar? It's just, it's like totally revolutionary. And you're like, tambourine, three and four and. <laughs> it's actually kind of, it's actually kind of delightful though. It's a delightful part of the song. And it's part of the drums, which are otherwise your favorite beat, the quarter note stomp. Right. The whole time, right? It's quarter note stomp. Bum, bum, black, up, black, up, black, 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 black. I should have noticed. Anyway, enough of my. It's not a pick. Not Stop a pick. Right that's just a. That's just a. By the way. All right, you've gotten you've gotten through it with guest host spouse 
and then also the thing they were covering, <laughs> and right, you've I'll, also got iconic I'll, in there. It's I'll time make, to I'll make face my first. The... I'll make my first pick, and my first pick is. Mm-hmm. I'm so nervous. Um, <laughs> Midnight Rambler. Oh, off! Get your yayas out. Okay, get your yayas out. So obviously, you would choose the live version. That's so Bill. should have seen that one coming how terrible <laughs> you definitely should have seen that coming i mean that's i gotta say maybe this is no the studio version's better <laughs> but it is great so, so for me i'll just tell you my stones story like i i went to see the steel wheels concert i think it's shea stadium if i remember correctly it might have been giant stadium i don't know i went with my father William Lawrence Noto and my friend David Himmel and David's father, Chuck Himmel. And a, a shout out to all dads who bring their children to rock concerts, which was. And granddads and who granddads. take their grandchildren to that's Rolling right. Stones concerts. Anyway, there's a lot that goes on in this song that's worth talking about rhythmically. So and I, I should probably talk about Charlie Watts' drumming style. So just a couple things. He's like famous for p being behind the beat and he's famous for playing loosely. Uh, one thing that's unique is that he rarely hits the hi-hat and the snare drum at the same time. So most rock drummers play like eight eighth notes on the hi-hat, including on the two and the four. But part of Charlie Watts' style is to take his right hand and just lay it out when he's hitting the snare drum on two and four, which is kind of unusual. I think it's part of how he gets that sound being kind of behind the beat. I've had um, drum teachers of mine who thought, oh, now here we hear a time change, right? Or a feel change. It just went, it went from shuffle where it started to like more straight ahead. And notably, I think they're all following Keith. Like, I think Keith is the rhythmic center here. But anyway, I've had drum teachers who have not really liked Charlie Watts that much. They thought he was <laughs> a little bit sloppy, loose, like just not very precise. But who've also said that he got considerably better over time. And I think that's kind of interesting. And I feel like it makes me feel, like realize I have something like colorblindness in that I can't really hear that looseness. I can't really hear that imprecision. Well, you're, I think you're probably able to hear it when the precision is happening. And maybe there's just when it isn't happening, you're just not registering, oh, that's sloppy and off of the beat. But maybe. as opposed to, oh my God, this guy is tight. Maybe, I'm not sure. Anyway, this is my pick. I love I love this album. Get your yayas out. It's going I'm just gonna say now, my pick for best live album by the oh, Stones. Best live album, the Bill Noto <laughs> exception. I'm full of ex I'm I'm, fu I'm fully exceptional. This, <laughs> this episode. So what? I mean, do you like this tune? I do like this song a lot, especially when they do the this part here. Uh huh. It's like they break it back down. Yep. And when it comes back, it's going to be back in the shuffle sound. 
It's great. It features a lot of, uh, you know, Mick Jagger shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Right here. I love the stab. Oh, just a knife sharpened. Crowd pleasing. It's hard to slow down your song to this tempo with mm-hmm. a live audience, man, and, mm-hmm. and not lose them and have them not think the song's over and start clapping, <laughs> you know, or. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a good call. I just love these guys. All right, I'm I'm stopping. Yeah, I'm stopping, and I'm making my next call. Great, I can't wait to hear it. And it's a song you were supposed to pick. All right, but you didn't. I'll tell you if it's on my list. Well, if it is, then then I don't want to play it because I've got a better one. You, you must choose. You must choose. <laughs> Well, I gotta play Sympathy for the Devil. Of course you do. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. Now, do you want to play the live one? No, of course not, Bill. I'll get your yayas out or the Beggar's Banquet no. version. <laughs> I'm gonna play the good one here on Beggar's Banquet. Because that scream right there. Yeah! And these, all these drums. Yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. This just takes me back to being 13. Mm-hmm. This is a great song. Me damn sure the pilot washed his hands and sealed his face. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guessed my name. This is a wonderful song, and you'll be pleased to know it's on my list. God damn it. God damn it. Both versions of it are on my list. Well, I mean, it's so iconic. It is. It's so iconic, and I can't believe I burned one of my picks on it when you were going to do it. Although you would probably have paid, played the Yaya's version, which is, that's, yeah, you can only do one. I have, so, so this is a bylaws. This have is, you seen the bylaws, dude? This one is, live pick per oh, episode on a three by three. I, think I, saw, I don't think, that might have been a proposed bylaw that wasn't ratified <laughs> by the partner was, members. Uh, in absentia, 51% passed. Are you sure you had a quorum? Um, <laughs> yeah, 51% quorum. This song is notable <laughs> to me because this is the song that made me realize that I had chosen something that my father truly hated. <laughs> Do you hear the the hoot hoos on the in your right ear there? Sure do. What is that? Screaming monkeys. He, Screaming monkeys. Your dad didn't like the hoo-hoo part? Well, so, I'm. you know, I'm old. My parents were old, too, so they're not hippie, sure. you know, generation. They were just, they're sort of between Vietnam and World War II types, right? What year? That's the same with my parents, by the way. My parents are like, just missed all that by five years or something. Hope you get my- so there's a great guitar solo on this song. Yeah. Some might even say a perfect guitar solo. And oh. some have said that. And I really like the live version of the solo, too. In fact, I like it more. But I think I'm, I'm alone in that. Someone told me, and I... 
can't imagine it's true for this song that Keith Richards would frequently just play an acoustic guitar and mic it, and they'd put they put their distortion on that, and it just fully sounded like a like a distortion electric guitar. Wow. I think that uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash is like that. Hmm. So, do you want to play this out, or can I pick something now? No, yeah, yeah it's, it's time for your second pick, and it should be a studio version okay. of something off of let it bleed yay you can't always get what you want oh god damn it bill why <laughs> was that one of your picks pedestrian really why because it was on the soundtrack for the big chill <laughs> <laughs> you is this one of your projections i think it is one of my predictions actually okay so you know i hold your nose in the air I'm not holding my nose in the air. I mean, okay. I, I love I love this song. I do think it's a little bit of a pedestrian pick, but I mean, come on. Nobody's going to be like, Bill, you can't pick that one. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. So I'll share some thoughts on You Can't Always Get What You Want. First, a personal story. One of my drum teachers in drum school had me transcribe this song as like one of the things I did as a drum student. And that was a lot of fun. And I recommend... Young drummers do that. <laughs> Did you have to write out the 64 bars of Tacit? <laughs> Beating no. up to it? No. Okay. No. I mean, it's, it's a slow build, right? I saw her today at the reception A glass of wine in her hand One thing that's kind of interesting about it, though, is that this song... Charlie Watts is not the drummer. Oh. The producer, Jimmy Miller, he's the drummer on this song. There's actually a quote from a book where Charlie Watts says like he just couldn't play it. So what I liked about the song, in terms of the drum groove at least, is that the beat kind of like, the beat's kind of like taken apart at the end of the phrase. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's like it gets syncopated at the end of a two-bar phrase. The whole thing is very syncopated, and it's and is that does that make it not very Charlie Watts? I think that 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 might be true. Maybe not Charlie Watts at that time. I also love that fill. It's like a rolling, slow fill. It's fun. But at the end of the song, there's like this rising action, which I would call. And it really like amps up. If you remember, the chorus comes in. There's like a, a chorus that goes full descant at the very end. And the drums are still doing the same thing they were doing before. The drums are going to actually go to double time. Like, in the last 10 seconds of the song. It's like building, 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 building. Here we are. We've arrived. Like, all that syncopation is, is gone, and now we're just cruising at the end. I just think it's a great song. I agree. And I would never try to veto that song. Is it in my list of predictions? I bet you it is. Only time will tell. <laughs> Only time will tell, Billy. 
I'd like to play a couple of quick honorable mentions because you made me choose uh, Sympathy for the Devil instead of choosing yourself as you should have, right? Well, I mean, the format, our format <laughs> made you choose. Our, I don't think I made you choose it. So you play guitar, and so you probably know that one will go through phases where you pick up the guitar and this is the thing you play, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love in Vain on Let It Bleed is one of my favorite guitar pieces to play. And the lyrics to it are just amazing and heartbreaking. Well, I followed her to the station With a suitcase in my hand And who wrote it? Let me see. I think, is it a Muddy Waters? Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. Follows her to the station with a suitcase. The train comes in the station. The train leaves the station. <laughs> it's beautiful. That is beautiful. The other one, Factory Girl on Baker's Banquet. Great drums. Lots of hand drums in your picks, Waldron. Do you know this one? Yeah. It's time for this me to tell you song. it is a good song, but I have to interrupt it because okay. it's time for us to do their very best. And I am very confident, very confident in declaring their very best song on Let It Bleed from 1969, the song Gimme Shelter. That was my their very best song. <laughs> nice. Nice. Good. Top of my list. I stole it from you. Great, great pick. You did. I've been scooped. <laughs> well done. Great choice. What was it? I relish the warmth of your approval. <laughs> what a badass song this thing is. Yeah, totally. Phil. Blacko, 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 blacko is so, such a like classic, very basic eighth note drum fill. We used to call that the frappen. Frappen, frappen, frappen. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you get like you know the bass drum on the ands and go around the toms on each quarter note. It's great. So the singer, the woman singing with Mick Jagger here, is Mary Clayton. whose husband, Sam Clayton, is in Little Feet. And the Little Feet episode is out there, hanging out there, waiting for us. Waiting. One, one thing to mention about Mary Clayton's vocal on this one is there's a, there's a great two-minute, 52-second YouTube thing. Yeah, we're going to listen to that in a second. Watched 1.7 million times. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really cool, though. But first, we're going to play what it sounded like when they sang it. Yeah, the story is that she had never heard of the Rolling Stones. It's 1969, and she's in New York. Uh, they're re- the Stones are in town trying to record this album. <laughs> and she gets a phone call. We need these boys from London need you to come and sing some stuff. So she, like, got out of bed with her hair in, her, in a scarf and, um, and came and sang along with these rather disturbing lyrics. Rape, mm-hmm. murder, mm-hmm. just a shot away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she did a take, and they liked it. And then, well, first let's listen to here, right here. crack is amazing yeah and jagger i I assume it's jagger who's going woo when she gets there yeah let's play real quick uh mary clayton talking about this i said you want to do another one i said sure i'll do another one so i said to myself "Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do another one i'm gonna blow them out of this room is one amazing performance just amazing yeah so she's also sung with lots of other people like linda ronstadt carol king neil young coldplay and she loving special sauce and tom jones and burt Bacharach and (laughs) and guess what in the original production of tommy in london yeah she's the acid queen (laughs) wow i did not know that that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I'm learning that now. So all credit to Mary Clayton. That's, that's great. Well, I've scooped you, Bill, and I'm glad that you approve of that pick. But it gives you a chance to register one more pick. One more pick? This is the advantage of, of being the host. You get to <sighs> so wait I don't around yeah. until they pick your things. And exactly. then you get to like, yeah. So I don't know if I want to pick Paint It Black or Mother's Little Helper. Or both of them. <laughs> I think Painted Black is, I mean, it's got uh, three quarters of a billion plays. So it's super 
It's cliche. Super it's cliche. Okay. So in that in that case, Play Mothers will help her. What a drag it is getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I hit that right. Kids are different today. I hear every mother say. I don't know. Some, something about like these older, earlier 60s songs. I mean, actually, this is 1967, so it's only a couple years before. It feels very Austin Powers era. She goes running for the shelter of her mother's little helper, and it helps her on her way. Anyway, I feel like this is part of the Stones' sound. Like this. It's going back there. I mean, everything prior to Beggar's Banquet to me is like early Beatles. Like, I like all this stuff a lot better than the early Beatles, personally. But to me, it's all sort of like preamble to the most important stuff. Where they got. Yeah. 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 And goes running for the shelter of a mother's little helper. And to help her on her way, get her through her busy day. Okay. So, Waldron, I think, I think it's time. I mean... I think it's decided. Bill, is it decided? It's decided. It is decided. I think it's decided. The very best live album. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like so, let's get your yayas out. At least in the up to 1970 range. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the best live I, album prior to 1970. Okay. And and Walter, as I'm, I'm gonna graciously give you the option, give you the opportunity to declare the best studio album. Oh. But I think we agree that. Give Me Shelter off Let It Bleed is the very best song from this period. I'm a it is, and I feel like I have the same problem between Sgt. Pepper's and um, Abbey Road. Abbey Road. And that is that I've got my one that is my album mm-hmm. by the band that I always thought was the very best. But then I've got a sneaking suspicion that the other one is their very best. So I'm going to say that <laughs> Let It Bleed is their very best album Go with it. before I, I, 1970. And this is the same as me saying that Abbey Road is their very best. Yeah, per, yeah. Um, it's, but well, let's, let's not jump to conclusions. But let's not get there. Yeah, but I agree. It, Let It Bleed is a great album. It's a great album. And it's a great it, album. Just on the cover art, we got to give it to uh, Let It Bleed. Are you familiar with the back of Let It Bleed? The back of the record? Yeah. The I'm afraid back I'm of not. the album cover of Let It yeah. Bleed. What is I it? Can. So here's the um, album cover, Let It Bleed. Yep. You've seen this one. Yeah. But on the back, it's this. What is happening? Oh, like the cake's been... It's the record's broken, the pizza's been eaten, the cake is sliced out, the little Rolling Stones figurines are all, you know, smushed into the cake. It's a mess. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> all right. That's hilarious. So if nothing else, that's what's going to put it over the top. Yep. Okay. I'm convinced. <laughs> Should we go back to your uh, predictions and see how you did? Well, I'll tell you what the predictions were. And you can verify it and call me out. But I called for satisfaction, sympathy for the devil, and you can't always get with what you want. And we played all three of those, so I'm going to call it a victory. I did mention or play all three of those. This was fun. We've done the proclamations. Are you going to do the get in touches? Yeah. Everybody, please do get in touch with us. We love hearing from people who listen to our podcast. We're seeing more and more listeners from all over the world. We've got listeners in... 
All, all the countries, basically. All the countries and all the states, <laughs> all the places. So great. get in touch, people. Please do find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All of those, you can look for us at their very best. We have a variety of email addresses where you can reach us. If you didn't like what we said, you can email us at false or wrong at their very best. Multiple <laughs> ways to tell us we're blowing it. Or you can, if you want to send something maybe less um, hostile, you can just write contact at their very best. Our website is theirverybest.com. Where there are things you can find. What can you find there, Waldron? Of course, you can find the playlists for every episode. There's a playlist, Bill, and. This one will be a great playlist. I've decided that when we do these multi-part um, episodes, we're going to have like a playlist that grows and grows. It'll be one playlist that continues That's to grow. Idea. So get the first of the picks. We're going to do more of these. So beware. Watch out. <laughs> we'll be offering more unsolicited wrong opinions in the near future. I'm Waldron. And I'm Bill. And thanks for listening to the very best. I'm